Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season four, episode 155 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. Uh, yes, uh, there was no Monday episode yesterday, uh, partially because I was very busy with sorting out things at home and also because there wasn't really any listener comments to share and anything additional that I've studied outside of the Come Follow Me study materials last week. So there wasn't really a reason to record, so I didn't. But we are back today uh, with our Come Follow Me study. There is um, less, I would say, to study this week, and similar amount of chapters to what we've had previously in the Book of Judges. But the Book of Judges is a very, um, let's say, interesting book. Um, there is a lot of stories and uh, historical accounts in here which do make you wonder exactly what was going on <laughs> in this time. Uh, and so we are going to go through, as always, the kind of the main come follow me sections, but we may dip uh, into some other sections as well just to um, cover a few things which are quite interesting too that I've been studying along with it. But uh, let's start with Judges chapter 2, uh, which is where we are focused on uh, from the come follow me study. Uh, the Come Follow Me section that we are looking at is titled um, When the Lord, the Lord Offers Deliverance When I Stray. So uh, we are going to have a look at how he does offer us this deliverance. And we'll see that the children of Israel, uh, basically, they enter this promised land. They've captured all these places, but then they start making wrong choices. Um, the Lord, um, well, he sends an angel, but he says, um, and it's like the angel is speaking for on behalf of the Lord here says, and ye, uh, wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare unto you. Um, so basically, in verse 2, which is what I meant to read first, it says, ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have ye done this? So basically, the Lord is here saying to the children of Israel, look, I told you when I when you entered this promised land that you needed to eradicate, you needed to remove these false gods from among you. And if that meant removing the people, whether that is chasing them forth out of the land or or ending the lives of some of the people who were ripe, for iniqu uh, ripe in iniquity, then that was to be the case. And yet you haven't done this. So now they will be thorns in your sides. And we see as this process begins through um, the book of Judges that the children of Israel go through this cycle where they are protected, they're preserved and strengthened by the Lord and they are in a positive moment and then they become complacent or they become prideful or they become neglectful of the of thanking the Lord or recognizing the Lord's hand in their lives and then they begin to spiral out from faith in him uh, and focus on false gods which we're going to see a lot of in this book um, and then generally there is a event or a position that they're in which brings them to their knees in humility and the Lord saves them once again. And I guess one of the main messages we're going to learn as we go through these stories is that we may go through that in our lives. However, that does not make it OK. We can learn from these stories and hopefully in our own personal lives break that cycle uh, so that we do not do what the, the children of Israel do. Uh, because it is something which clearly the Lord would rather not have us do. One of the things that comes up often as well is how the children of Israel who were not around for the miracles of Moses, who perhaps did not see the miracles of Joshua in walking across the River Jordan on dry ground and the fall of the walls of Jericho, um, these children don't 
um, carry on the faith as well. In verse 10 of Judges chapter 2, it says, All that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Now, of course, you could argue, well, why didn't the Israelites teach their children these things? And they may well have, but we know that unless a person is spiritually converted to the Lord, then they are not going to be as faithful. They're not going to understand the need to be as grateful or um, looking toward him for, for the things that they, that they need. Um, Elder Neil A. Maxwell taught, quote, just as there will be many more church members, families, wards, states and temples, later on there will be also many more nourishing and inspiring scriptures. However, we must first feast worthily upon that which we already have. Without this precious spiritual perspective, the human family is seldom more than one generation away from deep doubt and even disbelief. Close quote. So he talked about how and when a generation passes, we need to be very careful that we do not um, allow them to not understand or see or know the Lord personally in their lives. And I suppose for us, as for, for any parents listening, this is a message that we can take away and grandparents, of course, that we need to live um, an example in the way that we that we live in our homes with our children and our grandchildren. Not necessarily um, bombard them with spiritual messages every morning, noon, and night, but we just live a life that the Christ, that the Savior would have us to that live, bear testimony of Him when when it feels right, and of course share the messages that we learn from the Scriptures in our opportunities to just come follow me and things like that, um, because we then see that this generation did evil in the sight of the Lord, of the Lord and served Baalim. Now. And in, and in fact, in verse 13, it talk, well, 12, it talks about uh, other gods, such as in the land of Egypt and other things like that. And then in verse 13, and they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Astaroth. Now, for those that are not aware of who Baal and Astaroth were, they were, again, false gods uh, that often the children of Israel followed. It, there's a really useful uh, explanation in the um, Come Follow Me manual, which says, quote, Baal was the Canaanite storm god. And Ashtaroth was the Canaanite fertility goddess. The worship of these two gods indicates how important the fertility of the land and of the people was to the Canaanites. The ways the people worshipped these and other false gods, including at times sexual immorality and the sacrifice of children, were especially offensive to the Lord. Close quote. So you'll notice there that um, they are they are false gods, uh, that their actions led them away from the Lord. Um, and that they themselves chose to move away from him. Um, Baal is often used as um, just a an inserted word for false gods because it happened very often. And he wouldn't have been, or you know, it wouldn't have been the only false god that they would have followed. But it just represents, um, you know, the fact that they've gone away after idols and false gods. Um, but um, interestingly, the Lord never did. Uh, leaves Israel behind. In verse uh, 16 of uh, Judges chapter 2, it reads, Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. And yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went a whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. Um and yet, you know, we see that 
the Lord will con continuously throughout this period of history, these, these centuries or so, uh, continues to raise up judges. Uh, and this is kind of a, a introduction to what we're about to read about these 12 judges that there are, in fact, in the, in the book of Judges. Now, I don't believe that there was one specific judge from each of the tribes of Israel. But of course, the number 12 is very specific in making us think about Israel and how um, the Lord often would reach out to these judges. And these judges um, would often help the people come closer to the Lord uh, and help them repent. But then in verse 19, it says, And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. They ceased not from their own doings nor from their stubborn way. So this is going to be a pattern that we see. It is going to be uh, something which we... Um, see continuously through this book we're not going to be able to see and and deal with all 12 judges but we are going to focus on three of them who you may well have heard of uh deborah who we'll focus on tomorrow and then gideon who we'll focus on in the next couple of days after that and then samson uh, who is towards the end and again each of these individuals have different strengths and uh things that were promised because of them but then some had their own faults and things like that and so they weren't perfect certainly um, but we are going to learn about how this process continued throughout these years for the children of Israel. So um, hopefully we'll be able to gain some lessons from those because sometimes in some of these stories, we may read some of what these people do and wonder what on earth we can get from their uh, example and their lives. But in some cases, they may well be learning the opposite of what we should do in order to receive the strength and support from the Lord. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do join us as we uh, continue tomorrow uh, with uh, the story of Deborah uh, and we'll see um, some of the things we can learn from there. Thank you so much for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>